Welcome to the Denton's Employment and Labor Podcast. In a series of podcasts, the Denton's Employment and Labor Group will discuss the latest employment law issues impacting the Canadian workplace and offer our guidance during these challenging times. I'm your host, Alison Walsh. I'm a partner in Denton's Employment and Labor Group. And today I'm joined by my colleague, Sarah Sobre, to discuss the benefits of written employment agreements as well as five common pitfalls or defects that employers should avoid when drafting a written employment agreement. Sarah is an associate in Denton's Employment and Labor Group based in Calgary, Alberta. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thanks, Allison. It's great to be here to chat with you today. As I indicated in my intro, today we're going to discuss written employment agreements. An employment agreement can be both an oral or verbal agreement it can be in writing, or it can be a combination of both. The advantage of a written employment agreement is that it sets out the key terms and the rights and obligations the employer and the employee have during the employment relationship. Having everything written down helps manage employee expectations, as well as helps the employer avoid or minimize future disputes with its employees and even possible litigation over the terms of employment. A written employment agreement can be as simple or as complex as the employer chooses. In some instances, a more basic letter agreement will be sufficient, while for more specialized or senior employees, a long-form agreement may be more appropriate. Sarah, maybe you can describe some more common terms and provisions that are found in a written employment agreement. Sure. So some of the most common provisions in employment contracts are, of course, provisions relating to an employee's compensation and their bonus entitlements, uh, the hours of work expectations and their entitlement to overtime, confidentiality clauses specifying an employee's duty of confidentiality to their employer, um, and then termination provisions, as well as more general provisions such as severability clauses and entire agreement provisions which indicate that the employment agreement captures the entire understanding between the parties. Also for certain employees, employers also often include non-compete and non-solicit provisions that would be in effect even following the end of an employee's employment. These types of provisions are helpful only if they are clearly written in the agreement. And so this brings us to our first pitfall or defect to avoid, which is having vague or ambiguous terms in your employment agreement. Yes, so it's uh, very important to have clearly written terms in an employment contract. If the contractual language reveals two possible interpretations, the vague or ambiguous terms may be deemed by a court to be unenforceable, or they will be interpreted against the drafter, which in the employment context will almost always be the employer. Courts have often emphasized that contracts will be interpreted in a manner which protects vulnerable employees from their employer. So for example, termination provisions in a fixed term contract, which are ambiguous as to the amount of notice required to terminate the agreement, even if it complies with employment standards legislation, will likely be interpreted by a court in a manner that favors an employee. Likewise, with bonus entitlements, if there's some vagueness or ambiguity about an employee's entitlement to a bonus upon leaving the company, Subject to other policy documents of the company, the court will likely interpret the provision in a way that favors the employee. So clearly having your terms clearly written out is very important to make sure that your contract has the effect that you desire. 
The second pitfall to avoid is having illegal terms in your contract. So an employment agreement cannot contract out of statute or legislation. And where employers most often get themselves into trouble, Allison, is when they draft clauses that do not meet the minimum standards set out by employment standards legislation. Yes, yeah, so as you indicated, employment standards legislation sets out the laws for the minimum standards that must be provided to employees. And so these minimum standards include things like minimum wage, overtime entitlements, vacation entitlements, hours of work rules, termination provisions, and earnings amongst other standards. And we often encounter situations where we are told by employers that the employee has agreed to the illegal term. So they have agreed to a provision that provides for less than employment standards minimums. The fact that the employee has agreed to the illegal term is irrelevant. Employment standards legislation makes it very clear that neither the employer or the employee can contract out of employment standards legislation. And this means that if you have provisions regarding vacation, overtime, or termination, for example, that are offside employment standards, they will be void because they are denying the employee the minimum standards that they are entitled to under employment standards legislation. The third pitfall and defect employers often encounter is failure to provide the employee with consideration when they are signing the written employment agreement. So consideration is something that the employer is providing to the employee in exchange for signing that written agreement. In order for a written employment agreement to be enforceable, there must be consideration. And at the beginning of the employment relationship, consideration is usually found in the offer of employment. Yes, and in order for the job offer to be good consideration, the written employment agreement should be given to the employee before the first day on the job with sufficient time for them to review the agreement. In addition, the agreement should be signed before the employee starts their first day on the job. This is because if the written employment agreement is provided to the employee after their employment has started, the job offer no longer constitutes appropriate consideration to enter the employment relationship as the employment relationship has already been created. And what this also means is that additional consideration is also required if a new written employment agreement is entered into at any time during the employment relationship. So continued employment is not good or sufficient consideration in these circumstances. Instead, if employers are having their employees sign new written employment agreements during the employment relationship, they should make sure that signing of those agreements is tied to considerations such as a wage raise, a promotion, um, an additional offer of new benefits, increased benefit coverage, a new incentive plan, or even often we see just a signing bonus um, to sign that new employment agreement would be considered good consideration. The fourth pitfall to avoid is having no early termination provisions in a fixed term contract. So there are two types of employment agreement terms. The employment relationship can be for an indefinite term or a fixed term. So an indefinite term agreement has no set end date and it will last until either the employer or the employee terminates the employment relationship or if the contract cannot be performed due to frustration. 
A fixed term agreement is an employment relationship that ends on a set date that is agreed in advance by the employer and the employee. And where employers can get themselves into trouble is when they have a fixed term agreement that does not include an early termination provision. In this situation, if an employer terminates the employment on a without cause basis before the contract expires, the employee is entitled to be paid out the balance of the compensation that they would have earned if they had worked out the remainder of the contract to the end of the fixed term. So obviously this can create significant liability for an employer. So for example, if you hire an individual for a 12 month fixed term and turns out it's not working out and so you decide to terminate them without cause after three months, that employee would have a claim for the remaining nine months compensation they would have earned if they had worked for the entire 12 month term. Yes, so this can definitely lead to significant liability. However, this liability can be avoided by including an early termination provision in a written employment agreement. An early termination provision sets out the notice or pay in lieu of notice that an employer must give to an employee in order to terminate the fixed term employment relationship before the fixed termination end date. Importantly, employers must still comply with employment standards minimums when utilizing early termination provisions for fixed term contracts. And this brings us to our final pitfall to avoid when drafting employment agreements, which is having no termination provision or a unenforceable termination provision in your written employment agreement. A termination provision is important as it limits the notice of termination or pay in lieu of notice an employee can claim when terminated without cause. If there is no termination provision in an employment agreement, the employee who is terminated without cause is entitled to notice from two sources. They are entitled to the minimum notice or pay in lieu of notice that a terminated employee must be provided under employment standards legislation, but they are also entitled to what is known as common law notice. Yeah, so common law notice is judge or court made law that requires employers to provide reasonable notice of termination or pay in benefits in lieu of reasonable notice. The assessment of common law notice is based on the all of the circumstances of employment. Um, the key factors being the age of the employee, the length of service, the position or responsibilities of the employee and the availability of alternative employment. Common law notice is based on an employee's entire compensation including any additional benefits and allowances, bonuses, and an employee's base salary. So common law notice can be very significant, especially where an employee occupies a senior or management level position, has been employed for a long period of time, and is close to retirement. Generally speaking, uh, courts limit common law reasonable notice to 24 months on the high end, um, except in the most exceptional of cases. However, there is good news that properly drafted termination provision, it can waive or modify the common law notice entitlements. However, it must at least meet or exceed minimum termination requirements under employment standards legislation and termination provisions that deny employees their minimum statutory entitlements are illegal and will be unenforceable. Yes, and employers must take care when drafting termination provisions that purport to limit employees to employment standards minimums only. It is not sufficient to merely make reference to employment standards legislation and indicate that the employee will be provided notice in accordance with, say, the Employment Standards Code of Alberta. 
the employer must make it clear that the entitlement is being limited to the minimums outlined in the employment standards legislation. And in Alberta, it is the minimums as outlined in sections 56 and 57 of the code. So as you've highlighted, there are many nuances or traps um, that unsuspecting employers can fall into when drafting termination clauses, particularly where an employer is trying to limit an employee to minimum standards. As such, we would recommend that employers do obtain legal advice to ensure that any termination provisions that they have in their agreements are properly drafted and enforceable. You know, taking the time to have your termination provision reviewed can save you a lot of money in the long end if you, you know, you're relying on a provision and you subsequently find out that it is unenforceable. So this brings us to the end of episode four of our podcast. Written employment agreements are an important tool for employers in managing the employment relationship. However, employers should take care when drafting written employment agreements to ensure that they have the desired effect. Hopefully our discussion today will help you avoid some of the common pitfalls or defects we see in employment agreements. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks, Allison. It was great chatting with you as well. And thank you to everyone for joining us today. And we encourage you to reach out to us or your local Denton's Employment and Labor Council with your employment questions, including questions or assistance in drafting written employment agreements. Denton's is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice and you should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Please see Denton's.com for legal notices.